Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and followers and listeners, season seven, episode one. Woohoo! Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast established in 2019 on season seven already. How awesome is that, babe? That is super awesome. Episode 101. A little cliche, but seven is one of my lucky numbers, so I'm excited that we made it to season seven. Yeah, here we are. Um, I'm also excited that we were kind of lost on what to do. It was a seven. Should we do 21 episodes or whatever? Go back to our 10. Go back to 10. Who knows? But then you came up with the best one, babe. Duh, 7-Eleven. That's right. I told uh, Billy Alexander the other day, too. I was like, you know how many episodes we're going to have in season seven? He's like, how many? And I was like, 11. And then he just gave me that look. He's like, yeah. Well Duh. Yeah, yeah, it's like Duh. not a not a not a thing. We took last week off because it was spring break, and I like that having a little bit of break after the hundredth episode. Six seasons and a hundred episodes. Sheesh. All right. I feel like we need to know when this is ending. I don't think that I can do this indefinitely. What do you mean? Are the podcast? Yeah. You've been hinting at that for a while. Why do you say that? I don't know. I like it's like when you see how many pages you have left in a book or the percentage on a Kindle, like I don't know. I think we should keep going till we get paid once and then stop. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're never gonna stop. Just get paid once. (laughs) No, we can't stop. Paul, give me a dollar and then I can stop. <laughs> what, what? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Why don't you just tell the people what happened last week and then we'll talk about the future. <laughs> no more. Here we are. All right, what happened last week? Well, Bellator had two events in Hawaii last Friday and Saturday. And we can't tell you shit about them. Not a fucking thing. It, I am not surprised because we told you how badly bellator sucks now but i am just sad now i'm sad for us because both cards um were were somewhat good one card or maybe both of them was championship fights championship fights one was headlined by women which is just always sadly still a big deal um and then even though I just said we can't tell you shit about them. Then I had to look up results just now. And okay, Chris Cyborg fought and won. We knew that. But then Juan Archuleta lost. And I like that guy, I think. Alimale McFarlane lost. And I like her. Um, then the good news was Yancey Medeiros, who used to fight for UFC. He's hey. in Bellator now. He won. Apache Mix won. Like, But I feel like really upset that I don't even care. So like, do we just not talk about Bellator anymore until, unless they go to Dublin? Cause that's always just fun to talk about. I guess we could just keep it as is and keep it rolling. I mean, um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? It's just, it's just so hard. I don't even know what the fuck was going on, man. When did, when did AJ McKeven lose? I know. Did we talk about on a podcast that I got into a Twitter thing where like I asked, Oh, that's what it was when I had my Saturday walk around Astoria and I went bar hopping by myself in the afternoon and I was drunk tweeting Showtime and Bellator because <laughs> the fights that were on Friday. That's what it was. It was AJ McKee versus Pitbull and I couldn't get 
any I couldn't watch it and yeah. we pay for Showtime and then they've someone had the audacity to tell me on Twitter that they're like oh yeah we don't post it for like 48 72 hours I'm like so why am I paying for the service it's like it's so upsetting because we want Bellator it's like a broken record at this point we want Bellator you to succeed you can even rewatch a pay-per-view dude I know like put it all on YouTube. It, 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 you can watch something that streams on YouTube of, immediately oh, geez, after. Louise. Dude. Oh my gosh! Don't, don't let's not, not let's not start mad. Oh man! But I've, I finished listening to uh, the Reagans that was on Showtime. Oh, it, you did? Yeah, it, it was fucking awesome, man. Fuck the Reagans, bro. They're fucking awful. All right. <laughs> all right. I guess I, I guess I'll stop talking about the president of the eighties. I know. And I'll talk about what's happening next week. UFC Fight Night uh, Font versus Vera is next week. Fight Night have been getting shit lately uh from especially from mma twitter but this one doesn't look bad fighters on this week's card include christoph jotko gerard gerard Mearshart, darren elkins uh jared gordon an all-time great nickname uh andre touchy feely uh <laughs> and a guy who's been fighting since i confirmed earlier this morning when i was making the notes Someone who's been fighting since we've been in eighth grade, Andre Arlovsky. That's nuts, because we're old. Yeah, I'm not even going to say what year that fucking was. His his first fight was, a professional fight was in April, though, of that year. Wow. And of course, uh, specifically eighth grade, yeah. uh, Of course, the main event, Rob Font versus Chito Vera. We can talk about that later. Yes. And um, I just want to point out, you said fight nights have been, like, getting shit lately. Yes, from other people, but last weekend's UFC fight night was pretty dang good um, and we didn't tell you about what happened but I just will point out we enjoyed the card before you fell asleep again I fell asleep in the afternoon right it was like an afternoon card and I fell asleep by the oh night. yeah but you fell asleep because you had church oh yeah yeah I took a little I'll give you naps. a little excuse yeah, this little time naps. <laughs> and the last thing that's happening this week that's super exciting right so this Saturday is the biggest women's boxing match of all all time Katie Taylor Irish uh, gold medalist from the Olympics is fighting Amanda Serrano uh, Latina from uh, Brooklyn I think right she's yeah, from Brooklyn or Queens yeah. Brooklyn I think yeah. you, told, you told me Brooklyn Brooklyn so uh, yeah we're excited tickets are still available and know, we and might be cheap. going to MSG okay they're so- cheap for like the upper deck I think they're like they're like a hundred 150 bucks for the hundreds which is not which bad. is still cheap yeah. and like ringside because you know i like i know did I you like check did you check i did it was like 270 dollars that's not insane we do have meta money coming out of our metaphorical wieners we do i mean yeah. i'm fucking i never wanted one of those guns that spew money but I feel like I'm just doing it without the gun nice yeah so, so that's what we're doing saturday night <laughs> Um, and getting into our top three this week, do you want to tell our friends what we decided for season seven, how we're going to handle top three? Uh, yeah, we're going to do top whatever the fuck we want. And we're still starting with a top three. Yeah. We suck. <laughs> well, I think top three is just always statistically going to be the, the one we land on the most because it's the easiest. <laughs> no, I and feel I like, like top three. two is the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> top two. Top, we, top one. Top. There's going to be. <laughs> There's going to be a top an, one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. End of May. End of May before the June build up to International Fight Week in July. 
oh, I don't know, June's like, we're going to be busy. Yeah. I, I bet June there will be a top, top one. one. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like June 15th? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a... Yeah, 15th. Okay. Yeah. Mid-June. <laughs> All right. Let's get to this top three. So... So you know, I, I wish I could do a compilation of all the times I was talking about how Holding Hands and Throwing Fists is a heavyweight boxing podcast mm. and how I've been so invested in the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder rivalry and Tyson Fury's continued success. Well, he fought over the weekend and Tyson KO'd Dillian White on Saturday afternoon. We were doing some day drinking at 3R with my cousins, doing Greek shit, dying eggs. <laughs> Got back to the crib to watch the fight, which started around 5.15 in the afternoon because the fight took place in front of almost 100,000 people in England. The crowd looked to be massive and was having a lot of fun. And you know, holding hands during fist stands, proud for early East Coast <laughs> fight times. <laughs> so it was $70, and I was happy I ordered it, but being a damn fight fan is just getting more and more expensive. I know. Oh, do that. You're you big numbers guy over here. Add up in this year alone just how much we've spent on fighting. I should, but I know that uh, an easier way to do it is that someone on MMA Twitter said that now that Elon Musk, I guess, bought Twitter or whatever, is yeah. about, that he has enough money to also buy all the pay-per-views for <laughs> UFC. So it's just, you know, Elon Musk has to be able to pay. I bombed that. So I'll just yeah, keep moving on there. Uh, <laughs> and I tried to go off script from the notes now and also say, because I didn't put notes on this, the intros were a little long for Dillian White and Tyson Fury, yes. but they were a lot of fun. They were they were, they were a, a lot, lot of fun. Of fun. Uh, I wouldn't like that every single fight Boxing is anything, just it's but, got the pageantry yes, and stuff, you know. Yes. But uh, Dillian White's was really good, and I tweeted about it, and now I don't remember. And I remember drunk tweeting, I smell an upset because this intro was awesome, uh, but Tyson's was even better. And then they held his uh, song, The Fury's on Fire. Yeah. They held that for after he won, which was even better. <laughs> it was awesome after he won. Babe, did you see that Dillian White said that the uppercut didn't knock him out, but it was the uppercut and then the way that Fury pushed him to the ground so he hit his head on the canvas is what actually fucked him up. What do you think about that? I wish they could see your face right now. <laughs> this is another instance where Raymond would say we need YouTube so you could see the eye roll and the emoji face of the of the lips like to the side like That's right. Fucking are you serious? This is worse than fucking Wilder with my fucking <laughs> armor. <lockout laughs> armor was just so darn heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And whatever. Last thing worth calling out, but not really at all, is that Fury's supposed to be retiring, but we'll see about that. Ah, uh, let him do whatever you want. Just fight Francis Ngannou, too, though. Yeah, let him get that money. All right. Number two on our top three, because we're creatures of habit, um, is a fight we're super excited for this weekend. And again, this card this weekend, I do think for a fight night, it's pretty good. George um, told you a bunch of the names that you've heard on this podcast before. But the main event is Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera. So let me tell you a little bit about Rob Font, um, who in the past, holding hands and throwing fists, admittedly hasn't been rooting for only because it feels like um, we usually root for the other guy more um, and it's not that we don't like Rob Font. It's just, you know, you got to pick. Fighting, he's been fighting people we like. Yeah. So Font is coming off a decision loss actually to Jose 
Aldo. But before that, he had four wins. That is what George put in the notes. So I'm like, let me look up the wins because I literally don't remember anything either. Dude, these wins, though. Mm-hmm. He beat Cody Garbrandt. Clearly why we weren't rooting for him. But he beat Cody Garbrandt. He beat Bar- Marlon Marais. He beat Ricky Simone. And he beat current Bellator champion Sergio Pettis. Pow, I do believe this guy could eventually be fighting for a title for sure, especially if he beats Cheeto Vera this weekend. And last but not least, um, he's Puerto Rican. And we freaking love the Puerto Ricans who come in by the truckload. That's something that could be taken out of context, but keep it in context, bitch. I mean, I said we love them. We do. So, <laughs> Vera, Marlon Chito Vera has a two-fight win streak after his loss to Jose Aldo. And it has us asking again, how fucking amazing is Jose Aldo? Mm. Both these guys have super exciting styles, and this has the potential to be a banger. And when I think back, Jose Aldo versus Chad Mendez 2 was what got me back into UFC in, I think, like 2014, right? I watched it with Zach and the crew from like 2007 to 2012, 2013. 2013, I lost my way. <laughs> and then we got into it again in 2014 and then rode the Connor train from mm-hmm. 2015 to 2018. And then we were just locked in and started the podcast in 2019. And here we are today. Here we are today. What's... I got the PTI music on. I got to stop it. (laughs) Like, where is that sound coming from? (laughs) I think it's because the 100th episode was short. Oh, I like that it came in hot. That means I'll just be really fast with number three. Do it. Number three, again, admittedly, we didn't tell you about um, UFC Fight Night last Saturday, but one of the things we had to tell you about was Jessica Andrade with her new blue hair got the very first standing arm triangle in UFC history. An arm triangle is a blood choke submission that basically leaves your opponent strangled between their own shoulder and your arm. Obviously, I looked that up. Is this a good definition? Definitely. Okay. So to be able to do this vertically takes just a crazy amount of strength and patience. I, I really like Jessica Andrade. She's another one where she just often fights people like Rose, who we yeah. prefer. Yeah. Um, and but, she almost literally killed Rose. Yeah. She dropped her on her fucking neck. And eventually they could be fighting each other again. Jessica is looking good. She's sounding confident when she's speaking. And she made a really good point in one of her interviews and said, one, she's only 30 years old. And she described it as that she hasn't even climbed halfway up the mountain of her MMA career yet. And she's been a champion already. Yeah, she's awesome. I like her. I like her a lot. I do. Um, she said recently, I saw too, that she's dangerous in close quarters, like in the clinch, and she mm. is. Do you like her blue hair? I do like her blue hair. I like it too. I do I too. Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to say something about arm triangles real fast. So they're Mike's favorite submission, my professor. Mm. Uh, but it's... Uh, I, 
I can't get them. I get in the position, but I can't finish them yet, and I need some more time. I don't know why, but the way that he describes it is he goes, you got 40% of the blood going to your head on this side, your left front artery, 40% here, your right front artery, and on the back, you got 10% and 10%. So you need to try to get over, uh, like as close to 100% as possible uh-huh. by using their shoulder and stuff. But he always says, he goes... You see this freaking people in the UFC who have awful fucking arm triangles and sometimes they just tap because they're tired or they, 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 it, it feels uncomfortable, but you see them squeezing and squeezing and their technique is just fucking awful. Uh. And he's like, this guy is so high level in jiu-jitsu that he could actually talk shit about UFC fighters and meet it because they need to go to him and he's trained the UFC, yeah. he's coached UFC guys, but he's like, you take an eight-year-old girl and you tell her to put your fing- fingers right here and right here and you're going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Matt, kudos to jessica and george Woohoo! all right pti rundown yeah bring that music back babe mma boo-boo we're squeezing it in at the end mike jackson got kicked hard in the dick by dean barry who then poked him in the eye after kicking his dick barry got dq'd after then and claimed that jackson took the easy way out here at holding hands and throwing fists we support dqs how about next time you don't kick someone in the dick and poke them in the eye did you see this babe i am watching it now because you helpfully put a link and that is mean and he's talking the whole time he's like you really kicked me in the dick really really bad (laughs) justin gaethje has his own version of embedded on his personal youtube page called road to gold in the lead up to the championship bout against du bronx Check it out if you're bored and want to watch what camp is like for one of my favorite fighters. I want us to watch that. We should. Speaking of free fight to watch, UFC 274 free fight on YouTube, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. You gotta check it out. It's one of the best fights of last year for sure, and it's free and easy to find. Billy Alexander, Patrick Grady, Andreas, I'm looking at you guys. Watch it. It's fucking awesome. I rewatched it today. It was great. I don't even think I would want to rewatch it, but I'm excited for both Justin and Michael Chandler to be on that pay-per-view card against other opponents. That's it. Uh, Dan Hardy, former UFC fighter to participate in an exhibition boxing match in July and he's pumped to fight again after nearly 10 years off. I'm excited. I don't like the English, but for some reason I like Dan Hardy. He said that uh, if you take all of his UFC uh, paychecks combined, uh, he's making more in this fight. Was he fighting again? Do you remember? No. Eh, Whatever, fuck it. Who cares? Not. He was trying to get Woodley. And that didn't pan out. All right. Um, this episode was brought to you by all the Georges out there. Happy name day, Dragon Slayers. 